Hey fans, before we get going, just wanted to send out a reminder that you can head to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds, where you can choose to support this podcast, or you can send us voice messages. We certainly appreciate either. So head over to anchor.fm slash Wolverine Sounds. Please show us some love. Now let's get on to the show. is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Go Blue Crew. This is episode 108. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined by Derek Devine. Uh, we're switching back to football because we want to talk about the Citrus Bowl matchup against Alabama. I think a lot of people gasped when they realized Alabama was on the docket for Michigan. Uh, Derek, what did you think when that all played out? So I think I saw something that things were trending that way. Um, really soon after the the Big Ten championship, maybe even before uh, the Big Ten championship game is when we started seeing it. Uh, but I, I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, obviously, it's it's a game, uh, especially at the time we're recording this. Um, which Happy Holidays and Merry Christmas, by the way, because you're oh, probably yes. going to be yes listening to this uh, during Christmas week and probably likely even Christmas morning because who would. Uh, who would open presents when you could listen get to the family around and yeah, then put on the go blue crew as you oh, open yeah. your gifts you probably got a new uh you know new set of speakers for the living room surround sound maybe a bluetooth speaker google home yeah, let, it, let us bless your new tech we can we can be played in all those devices but yeah i mean where we're at now is alabama's got a few um nfl draft picks sitting out uh michigan you're still waiting to hear some news there could be a ton of news by the time uh, you hear this, we're recording this probably the week before you'll hear it, a few days before you'll hear it. But I guess it just depends on, on what happens in terms of who plays, who doesn't play. But regardless, this is uh, an opportunity for Michigan to to beat a team who, uh, led by the greatest college football coach of, of all time, arguably, uh, and a team that's 6-3 and three in the college football playoff in kind of an uncharted territory not being in the college football playoff this season. So no matter how you want to spin it uh, or what angle you want to take, I think Harbaugh versus Saban is still going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah, Alabama has an outside linebacker and a cornerback uh, sitting out, two guys who are, are going to go on to the NFL. And, and Michigan, as of now, you know, the expectation they're saying is that everybody who's healthy is going to play. If Michigan does go on to beat Alabama, does the fact that Alabama had at least a couple good players sitting out and Michigan didn't. Does that um, change opinions of that outcome, do you think? It probably will, uh, especially for the national narrative. And you'll, I mean, you'll talk about Tua Tugavailoa. I totally botched that. I wasn't even going to try. Tua Tugavailoa. Yeah, there you go. Thank you for the save. <laughs> I, I, I felt confident about it, and then I just lost it. You lost said it confidence. with confidence. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tua. Um, I will say that yeah you're gonna well he's out and and alabama could have what maybe four or five players who sit out possibly more uh it's it's hard to imagine that they're gonna get up for it the same way that that michigan might if especially if michigan's players do want to play but you know i i feel like if you beat uh this alabama team and this is a huge stretch and about the hottest take you'll hear from me on the podcast but i think it could be a good sign for michigan 
and it could weirdly be possibly the the end of an era or the start of an end of an era for for Nick Saban, a guy who's I mean he's been coaching a very long time. There's really not more for him to prove. I don't think that because uh, a loss to Michigan in a in a non playoff non New Year's Six bowl means that Saban's washed up and Alabama will never be good again because they'll likely probably even win the national championship next year just because that's kind of thing how things happen with them every two years or so they they have got more than a, a great shot and they I mean they consistently have have uh, been in the running to to win uh, even the years they haven't and so it just feels like a, a weird spot where. Jim Harbaugh is desperate for a win uh, against a top-tier program, no matter the circumstance. Uh, and Nick Saban just kind of, you know, in this lull of didn't make the playoff and didn't make a New Year's Six Bowl. And again, it's just weird territory. So I think that if Michigan wins, it's it's big no matter how you spin it. Nick Saban is 68 years old. Uh, I, I He can be collecting Social Security right now. I, th- I think you have to be 65. I'm not sure. I'm a long way from there, so my numbers might be off. But uh, yeah, definitely bold. Like you know, is there a, a a scenario where Michigan wins this game, and and then I think a lot would depend on what Alabama did next year. If it's another sort of letdown, uh, does that at all bring up maybe the talk about the end of things for Nick Saban? We're a long way from that, but. Uh, yeah, the the Jim Harbaugh versus Nick Saban thing, I think is going to get the most play because two coaches who, to my knowledge, have, have never gone against each other, and uh, you know one has a, a a bona fide legacy in college football, and the other is fiercely debated: is he uh, is he actually really good? Is he overrated? And and the conversations uh, seem to never end. Do you think? we will be seeing the last of Nico Collins and Donovan Peoples-Jones when they play against Alabama, assuming they play. Yeah, my guess as of right now is... So I've got a couple of thoughts here. I'm going to say yes for Donovan Peoples-Jones, no for Nico Collins. I think we'll see a lot of Nico Collins in the game. I almost feel like Donovan Peoples-Jones... And again, it's, it's a weird time where... You probably won't even hear a lot of injury news, but it almost feels like Diamond Peoples-Jones, and this is not comparing player to player at all, but I feel like he could maybe be a situation where he's not going to sit out the bowl game, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of like the game day decision like Jabril Peppers was, uh, where you know things are trending towards him leaving. Um, probably a good idea for him to go. I, th- I think he'd be uh, first maybe possibly, but I'd say at least a second round pick just because he's a guy with such raw potential. Um, and I could be way off on that, but just things I've been reading and, and just the way he's been talked about. I feel like he likely maybe plays but doesn't play a lot or I could see him not playing. Whereas Nico Collins, I just feel like he's got more to prove. I think he would be drafted, and I think he would be successful in the NFL. But if I had to pick a guy to come back, it'd be Nico Collins. And at least where I'm at right now, I, I do think that he'll – come back he'd be the clear go-to guy he'd have some very capable receivers around him I think he was utilized finally just enough to where um, I could see uh, Josh Gaddis and Jim Harbaugh making that their their biggest recruiting pitch uh, this this offseason or even right now of you know what like you know come back and help uh, lead our offense because if you have a guy like Nico Collins 
that's going to help any quarterback that steps in, which is looking like Dylan McCaffrey. So I'd actually trend towards him coming back, even though he has more than enough potential to go. And then I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a shoe-in for for leaving. Okay, so this is not a recruiting episode, but uh, Nico Collins coming back would be really significant because – if you look at Michigan's roster and you start nicking off the players who are who are done or likely done, and you see that that Michigan doesn't have a whole lot of height at receiver next year, uh, and and you you don't need height to to make big plays, but you saw what Nico Collins and and Donovan Peoples Jones could do against cornerbacks who, uh, even if they weren't undersized, like they just weren't big enough, strong enough, good enough to go up against them. That would be a really big deal if Collins does come back. And I guess just uh, out of obligation, I have to ask you if if you think we are also seeing the end of Shea Patterson. I know there's some fifth-year talk going on. Do you think this is it for him? Yeah, I don't know what to make of that talk. I, I don't feel like at least last that I've seen I don't remember seeing, and correct me if I'm wrong, like super legitimate sources kind of let this circulate yet. Um, now that I you've got not. me on The Athletic, I, I kind of really just rely on, on that. I'm really glad I invested in that. Not that we need to plug The Athletic, but I mean, definitely worth your time if you really want to get the, the good stuff. But I, I, don't, I don't even think I want to have that conversation like not not that I don't want to talk to you about it, but like I don't even know if it should be a conversation until we we hear more. And I would just guess that probably either way uh, he'd go. But I mean, it just depends what what things look like in the draft for him. I know that he's going to be playing in the Senior Bowl. He's got a lot of opportunity um, and and could make a really good backup. And if things go the right way and he lands on the right team and develops the right way, um, he could he could see himself starting some games in the in the NFL. But yeah, I mean, until I, I know that's actually a, a legitimate opportunity, um, I'm not going to put too much uh, into that basket. So I'm, I'm a person who thinks bowl games do matter for a lot of teams. I know, you know some just simply do not. But if, if you're looking at programs who, you know, a smaller program needs, needs a, uh, a big win or you're looking for that 10th win, or you're trying to beat an opponent like a like a little uh, a real blue chip team out there, it matters. And, and so I see some people who say bowl games outside of the college football playoff do not matter. I disagree, uh, and I especially disagree here because you're playing Alabama, a a a brand in college football. Alabama is more than a team; like it's a brand. If you beat Alabama, that means something more than beating a singular team you have overcome an obstacle that so few teams over the last however many years have have been able to overcome where do you land on on that kind of talk you know i'm big on bowl games still and i think it's especially easy because if you look at michigan's bowl games and jim harbaugh you could argue that only one didn't matter and that was against south carolina weird season uh the worst season under harbaugh where they go eight and five and you just blow a 19 to three or whatever it was lead against South Carolina. But I mean, you were in this bowl 
uh, against Florida in Jim Harbaugh's first year, and it kind of seems similar to that in some senses. Obviously, that was McElwain versus Harbaugh, two coaches with a lot to prove, and and this is just another marquee matchup. I think they they obviously were were drooling when they found out that this could be an opportunity for their for their bowl game, but. Michigan also played Florida State. They played Florida last year. Neither of those games uh, were wins. But I feel like Michigan's had good bowl opportunities. And I think they always will, even the seasons where they have three losses, because I think of the, you know, the the appeal to the the committees that that put these shows on, even outside of the New Year's six. So I just feel like bowl games are going to continue to matter for for Michigan because of the bowl games they find themselves playing in and then just for Harbaugh because it's just yet another opportunity to to play a ranked team neutral site and and just add some uh, better wins to his resume do you think uh, this would have a similar effect that uh, Michigan beating Florida in Harbaugh's first season had like if you're able to go out and beat Alabama uh, does that galvanize your team and like get you ready for a great off season to go ahead into twenty twenty? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we talked about that after the Notre Dame win this year. Is it, it kind of felt similar to to that? And we talked about you know kind of the best highlights of of Michigan with Harbaugh. And I do. I, I think that these this game, this bowl game, compared to that first year game against um, Florida, I just. It just reminds me of when they were last in Orlando and what they did, and that obviously worked out well for Harbaugh and the way they won. I'd be shocked if they beat Alabama that bad. Uh, but again, I, I think it can really set the tone. Uh, if all of Michigan's guys are playing and healthy, and again, there's a, a lot to be determined, whether it's two Alabama guys out or, or six Alabama guys out, you're still beating a team who won a national championship and what, like 17, 15? Uh, probably 12 I think two years in a row 12 and 11 won many recently is yeah, how we there's a, they've, they've won a ton of national championships so that's got to feel pretty good uh, no matter what I, I think again with this whole bowl narrative you look back five years 10 years 15 years from now and and Michigan beat Alabama I think that obviously means something and and so yeah I'm I'm still into bowl games uh, matter and and until Michigan plays in the quick lane bowl in Detroit I'll probably always feel that way. Shoot, if they play in the Quick Lane Bowl, I'm there. I mean, that would be probably. Actually, I was going to say that'd be a cheap ticket, but I guarantee if Michigan's there, it finds a way to not be a cheap ticket. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, let's wrap this thing up with a score prediction. (sighs) Wow, I've gone back and forth, and it's unfair because we're so far out, but at the same time, very fair because there's no games between. Alabama's a seven point favorite. I, I'm going to go ahead and, and go Alabama wins this one by 10, uh, and I'm going to put 37-27. Okay, so is it as a, a 27 points, like, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean an ugly offensive game. Do you think it, it might be ugly, or is it uh, is it something that, you know, is it a respectable 27? I think it's the, the 27 you saw against Ohio State with a couple of mistakes probably just because it's a bowl game, and, and I think that the defense – uh, or maybe the lack of Alabama offense just just makes it a ten point game rather than that whatever fifty six to twenty seven victory or loss it was against Ohio State. So I think that Michigan keeps this game closer. Uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, even if Alabama has ten players sitting out, they've just got so much talent. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if they they find a way to to beat anybody. I mean, Nick Saban. 
uh, is going to get up for this game like he gets up for every game. And I just feel like he's not going to want to lose to Jim Harbaugh. I mean, if there's, he doesn't want to lose to anybody, but I think especially doesn't want to lose to a Jim Harbaugh guy who's always in the media and always debated on whether or not he's even a good college football coach. So I'd be shocked if Alabama's not overprepared for this game and, and finds a way to, uh, I, I, there's, they're not going to lose. Alabama will win this game, and, and I'd love to be wrong. Okay, so um, I'm going to take Alabama 42-28. I think uh, Alabama's offensive line, a great running back, Najee Harris, uh, they're, they're going to give Michigan the business. Like That's just how it's going to be. It's going to look a, pretty similar to, to how things were against Ohio State and J.K. Dobbins uh, getting a lot of room to, to run around. And, and he uh, who did he dunk on? He kind of dunked on somebody when he scored a touchdown. We didn't talk about this in the post-Ohio State episode, but – like he went up and actually dunked on somebody. Bless that guy's soul. I don't. I can't remember who it was, but uh, forty-two twenty-eight is where I'm going. So thanks for listening to us on the Go Blue Crew. Uh, hopefully this is your Christmas morning podcast. I would really appreciate it if you want to follow me on Twitter at ty underscore fenwick. Uh, if you want to follow Derek, it's at divine identity. So we'll hope for a Michigan win against Alabama in the Citrus Bowl. Until next time, go blue. Go blue. Sorry to ruin your Christmas.